0: those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the happy season
3: of all. There'll be it's that time of year. It is. Had a little eggnog last night <laughs> with uh, stuff that'll make you full of good cheer. <laughs> <laughs> you like eggnog, Heidi?
2: It all depends. I mean, I'm vegan, so I'd have to find a vegan eggnog. But I know that there's some recipes out there that I want to try.
3: You got to get rid of no eggs, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I couldn't survive. (laughs) I I eat tons of eggs. I probably eat three dozen a week. Yeah. Because it is. Eggs are good for you. It is the perfect food. Incredible edible egg. And, And look, I know a lot of people say, Dave. If you make eggnog yourself, it tastes better than the stuff you buy in the container. I, I have no idea whether it's better than the stuff you buy in the container because I don't make fresh eggnog. Yeah. It's a hassle. I mean, it really is. It's a big old hassle to make your own eggnog. So anyway, I, uh, I had a little eggnog last night. I got to buy some firewood. I just got to find some place to put it because it's cold enough at night now that having a fire is like a cool thing to have i like fire you know fireplace you know now with being a vegan are you are you an environmentalist as well
2: i i i I, it's mostly a health thing i would say it's mostly like for you know because my dad has a history of heart problems my whole family does and so it's just a way to to make sure that i stay in
3: that you try you try not to have them that's what you're trying to do keep from having any kind of heart problems okay look i i i lived a great healthy life uh when i was younger worked out constantly and all that caught up with me no matter what it's in my genes it really is it's yeah. it's, it's in the genes and uh, my dad he had his first heart attack when i was eight years old wow and um he had heart problems my whole life as I grew up. He spent a lot of time in the hospital because of it. And uh, I did everything. I was the oldest as far as before I had to start blood pressure medicine. But uh, yeah. it came. No matter, I tried everything to keep it at bay. I slowed it down, I guess, is what I can say.
4: Yeah, a lot of people I did blood pressure medicine but uh, if it's any consolation dave my granddad he was almost 94 and he had two open heart surgeries his first heart attack in his early 60s so modern medicine i'm telling you yeah,
3: it keeps you going
4: yeah yeah he, well, he was almost 94 i know and about he had open the heart, heart surgery issues. yeah
3: i found that hey that's the voice of david lucas this is a guy you'll get to know him really well if you're smart and uh, you give him a call and you get a copy of the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. That's this right here. i hold it up, and, and if Heidi can zero in on it a little bit. There it is for you. You can look at that. I'm sending a, a picture of that uh, cover to Elizabeth right now, and she'll put it on my Facebook page. But I'll be honest. You've given out a lot of of uh, different information over the time, David, but I think this is your most important
4: Oh, you like it? I yeah, mean, I know it was I really good. I read it, and it was yeah. really, really good. It's no, it's, it's a memory job. It, it really helps you go through methodically and make sure that you've covered all your bases. Well, there's things that you got to remember, man.
3: you got to remember to do some of this stuff. The Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. Are you ready to retire? First thing you need to do, you need to get a hold of Davis Firm and get one of these. All right, that's the first thing. Yeah that you want to do and, uh, and and take care of of uh, knowing what you're doing about this stuff, all you got to do is call 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. Now, I've been talking about this on the air for a couple of weeks now, and uh, I asked David last week when I went over to visit with him to come in and talk about this. Now, we're not going to go through all 31 points today. That's for you to do. You have homework to do after listening to the show today. But uh, income, that's number one. I have a plan to generate income from at least three different sources.
4: Dave, the, the three most important words in retirement, and let's face it, uh, retiring successfully is never by accident. This isn't something that everyone does every day. And these these things in this checklist, you you, you need to be one hundred percent certain you haven't overlooked or underestimated anything. And income, of course, is the backbone of uh, your retirement income plan. And you gotta have retirement. money. I'm and, just telling. Yeah, you. your ability to generate income is going to totally dictate your lifestyle in retirement. So, really, it's a different mindset. It's a paradigm shift when we talk about income. Because you go through, you, you think about your first job. You've been, or well, you've been working for how long? You've been in the workforce, Dave.
3: I started when I was thirteen. Yeah, so I'm sixty-seven.
4: Okay, so what is that? Uh, the, the math. The early. Years. This is the earliest I've been in the your radio yeah, studio. I know. By the way, fifty odd years. Okay, fifty plus years. Yeah. So you're earning a paycheck all those years, and you're focusing on saving, saving, being diligent, saving, sacrificing. But when I started then,
3: out with so little money coming in, I was, you know, focusing on paying it, my
4: taxes. It, yeah, that's when most people become conservative, right? When they start seeing all the taxes that they pay. But 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 the point is, is that you, it's, to quote a good, you know, you're, you're going from accumulation to decumulation. So to quote a, a mentor of mine, Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach, he says the skills that got you out of Egypt are not what gets you to the promised land. I like that. Right? So yeah. it's a it's a totally your income, income, income. And again, your ability to generate income is going to dictate your lifestyle in retirement. And that's what it's about in, in retirement. It's not necessarily about just saving, saving. Now you've got to figure out how the heck do I use and enjoy this money – because I can assure you and everyone listening, you can't take it with you.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> so Billy Graham always said, he said, you don't see a hearse with
4: yeah. a U-Haul behind it. Absolutely. So, this, this, yeah, this is a good resource. We're real proud of this. This is from decades of financial planning experience. We put this together. It's real. It's very, It's just, like I said, it's just going to get the, the mental juices flowing and uh, get you pointed in the right direction. Because there's a lot of different things as you head into retirement. This is really for anybody listening that's... I would say at or near retirement, five years away or sooner, this is going to be a valuable resource uh, so they can begin to think about these things because there's some things they need to do. They can, they can, uh, and we'll especially talk about that with uh, taxes, but there's some things that they can do today that you don't want to wait till, okay, I'm re- ready to retire in three months. What do I need to do? Right? <laughs> there's some proactive steps that you need to be taking today, and we cover a lot of these in, in this. Uh, Ultimate retirement planning checklist. Yeah, there's a little box on the
3: inside that's colored differently than the rest of this thing.
4: And uh, it says, were you able to check all 30 boxes? It's actually 31. I've, I'm going to get you a new. We'll mail out the corrected. Okay. You said 31, but yeah, that's a. yeah.
3: yeah hey. what, what are the holes in your plan that threaten your retirement? Uh, often a question that's keeping you up at night. Can be answered in a simple phone call. We've all we're always here to help. Just give them a call at 501-218-8880. and that's the key about David Lucas. He wants to help you out. Um, he wants to make sure that you have enough money. For instance, let's talk about have at least three different sources of income. Um, I call that the uh, the stool. Philosophy.
4: Well, I mean, the still. Mean, you think of the traditional stool. I mean, my own granddaddy retired in the 1970s. It was very simple back then. He had his two important checks. He had his Social Security. He had his pension. Right. Right. He called it mailbox money. And then, lastly, uh, he could earn. 10 percent or more in a cd at the bank life was simple not anymore on cds Uh, no Uh, and well that will never return to that i mean we'll probably enter negative interest rate territory most of the central banks around the world or many of them are in negative interest rate territory okay i'm
3: going to stop you right here how can explain
4: to me uh, how you can have a negative interest rate well it's i want to i do want to i don't want to get off too much on a tangent because i could talk about this for a long long time but it, well, it's just, th- this has everything to do, well, here in the United States, you know, the Federal Reserve, there is nothing federal about the Federal Reserve, uh, and they have no reserves, but just understand that they manipulate <laughs> interest rates, and it can lead to um, negative interest rates, which imagine it costing you to keep money at the bank. Not only are you getting, it's next to, I mean, it's very, almost an insult, you think about if you have $100,000, you're lucky to make hundred bucks sitting in right. the bank, right? So, but... Uh, have me back, and we'll talk about that uh, in more detail. But uh, no, but in, in, in particular, though, um, the three most important words we were talking about, income, 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 and so your income, as I said, is going to be the backbone of your retirement game plan, but it's not a, simply about having a plan to generate income. You need a diversified income plan, because it really is too risky to rely on one source of income in retirement. So, I mean, we've heard of stock diversification our whole lives, but... W- we think about income so this could be for instance my parents are both retired they have two beautiful properties in mountain view arkansas uh white right on the white river you know where the folk center is yeah yeah so you take nine miles down Herpel road there's a golf course there down in a valley in the mountains there's a 400 foot bluff right on the river i be- know right where you're talking hanford about. bluff access beautiful Shameless plug. You too can go stay there, White River Retreat.com. <laughs> they but but point is my <laughs> but the point is that this is a great diversification for them and it's and they actually it's an income stream for them and they actually it's a lot more fun than looking at an IRA statement, I'm just saying. Well I can imagine. So it, it, it then it's just about diversifying income sources, right? And that's what this talks about, and I want to touch on some of these other Social Security next, but this it says you can't rely on this 4% withdrawal rule. So in the 90s, a lot of studies came out that said hey, if you have a million dollars portfolio and you have the stock 60 40 stock portfolio mix, there's a night and we've run all these monte carlo simulations and that's we're not talking about a car. Right. Yeah. So and and if the market does this, you'll have that you should there's 95% chance or 97% chance you won't run out of money. But then Michael Finke of Texas Tech University comes along and he, and many other PhDs, there's people that study, live, eat, and breathe this like me that literally study this for a living, right? That retirement income planning. And but they, you have to. You're, yeah. you're responsible for other people. Yeah, and it's not a, a responsibility we take lightly. But Michael Finke, if the 4% withdrawal rate is not safe in a low yield world and that and basically we're already talking about low low interest rates and it isn't granddad's day and that's what this study says that assumes we return to median interest rates in the past if we remain in this low interest rate world the failure rate goes up to about 57 percent. so the last thing that people wanted to be do is be 80 years old full of life and flat broke so hopefully that makes sense i know the curse of knowledge can kick in i try to we really focus on keeping things simple That's when we put this checklist together, Dave. I've learned that it's incredibly easy to make things complicated and confusing. It takes a lot of work to take the complex and make it simple. And that's what we've really done with this checklist is to really boil it down to its essence of what you need to know and be thinking about as you, if you're at or near retirement. All right. I've been told I have to take a break and I
3: listen to Heidi. I listen to Heidi like I listen to my wife. (laughs) When she says something, it goes. All right. Two, two, two. 3315 is the number to call. This is absolutely free. There are no, you know, gimmicks to this. This is free for you. You just call in at 501-222-3315, and uh, you can pick up the ultimate retirement planning checklist. Are you ready to retire? And uh, the, the sooner you start planning, I believe the better you're going to be off in the end. We'll talk more about it with David Lucas here from David Lucas Financial on the Dave Ellswick Show. You saw our mouths moving on Facebook just a moment ago, but we won't tell you what we were saying. <laughs> Hire somebody to read our lips because uh, we're talking money today. Uh, David Lucas is in the studio. I've known David. How many years has it been now? 15? 16? Lo- yeah, something like that. Yeah. Been a long, long, long time. time. He used to be part of my power panel. Yeah. Came yeah. on and he, he would, I asked him to be part of my power panel then. For about two years. Because he uh, kept up with what was going on with the Federal Reserve and things of that nature. And I needed somebody who could talk, you know, just regular, you know, English. <laughs> you know, when it came to try to figure out what the heck they were talking about uh, in the Federal Reserve and whatnot. So that's why I'm so excited about hearing that uh uh, President-elect Biden is saying he wants to bring Yellen in as his uh, number one money lady. Yeah, we can talk about how no good comment. she did with the Federal Reserve, but that's something else. It, We're going to have a lot to talk about, I have the funny feeling, over the next four years. I'm not a big fan of the Federal Reserve, but...
4: No, no, you,
3: <laughs> you that, remember that book you gave me, The Swamp? Or whatever it was. Oh, The
4: Creature from Jekyll Island. Yeah. I interviewed him years ago, G. Edward Griffin. He, he was good. He, yeah. Uh, did you read the whole yes. book? Yes. Oh, it's a great book. It's a good it, book. I mean, you, it's like going behind... It's like The Matrix, you know, the red and the blue pill? Yeah. Once you once you read it, you'll understand who's really pulling the strings. And it ain't the Rothschilds. Yeah, it's, it's sick, <laughs> sickening.
3: <laughs> it really is. All right. So, if you want a copy of the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist, Are You Ready to Retire?, and you're having a hard time memorizing the phone number that I've given yeah. to you. You can go to davidlucasfinancial.com, correct?
4: That's right. All right. Right in the middle of the you landing page. It. You can't miss it. It'll have the checklist. And then we have another – that, actually, there's another free booklet. This one, Retiring Near Down Market, uh, The Greatest Risk You Face at or Near Retirement and the Five things, Steps You Need to Protect Yourself Now. That was a little booklet I wrote in the last year. That's a good resource. They can get that, too, on there. So – you do so much work. What do you what do you show me? You show me the the landing page? Oh yeah, I was going to show you pull it, it up. Go yeah, ahead, yeah. pull it up well, and well, show it to
3: me. What phone well, is that?
4: Is that no, a, that's an iPhone? the iPhone
3: 12. Okay.
4: You know, we went all Mac uh, well, for security reasons too, we're dealing with people's financial information Yeah. and Mac is just much more secure. But uh, I can not I'm very pleased. Very pleased. Now I understand what the the whole cult following is with Mac. They just make great products. Don't know about their politics, but anyway. Uh, so you can see there. That's the mobile friendly version. You can see get your checklist. Oh, cool! Yeah, free book. This is this one here that we that I've put together. So DavidLucasFinancial.com. dot com. A lot of
3: freebies and, on that. Oh yeah, fr- yeah. That, we that work that hard piece. at writing
4: this content. Uh, I enjoy writing. I. Wrote for the Healthcare Journal of Little Rock for about a year there. I've written articles years ago. I don't know if you know, I wrote an article that got published in townhall.com and uh, Daily Caller, but this was like 10 years ago or something. Well, this runs in your family,
3: writing for
4: Yeah, Kerry Lucas, you know that. Kerry yes. Lucas, the president of the Independent Women's Forum, which is a great conservative uh, alternative to the kooky left-wing organizations <laughs> like now, but... Uh, <laughs> She's great, great girl. Graduated from Princeton, Yale. Smart uh, she, she was Yeah, she's smart, but she was definitely in the minority there, being a conservative. Well, yeah, they're uh, they're they ride a lot and do a lot of good good stuff. Independent Women's Forum. I told you the story that I was offered a full ride to Princeton. Really? really? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I turned it down.
3: I went to play baseball for Sonny Allen at Moorhead State University, Moorhead, Kentucky. Wow. Plus, I also knew. That the poor boy from the wrong side of the tracks that was getting paid for by the university to go to school probably would not have been invited to all the soirees that were going on at the university. They would have looked at me with jaded eyes, I'm sure. <laughs> so I, I didn't go. I just well, I wasn't worth it. It, it. it wasn't meant to be, right? I didn't. No, it could have been B, but I decided... I didn't want to get involved in something like that. I didn't want to go there. And if you think, everybody talks about, you know, the rich up here, you know, the left always talks about the rich up here, although they're all trying to get to the rich up here uh, and how bad they were. You don't know how it used to be. It used to be, you know, it was a real problem between how they treated, quote, the underlings. Really? Yes. Yeah
4: The poor the poe so it's decrepit one, one thing <laughs> one thing on this income we cover income social security investments taxes health care and then we have some other general stuff in this 31 point That's great checklist man. yeah so one of the things i've got here is my income strategy uh well it says i have an alternative plan for generating income with uh, with cds and savings accounts due to low record low interest rates okay hold your thought yeah because we gotta go to the gotcha. news. we've already gotten through half of the show Wow! All
3: right, a break, then we'll be back with more. David Lucas, my special guest. Well, if you're a healthy person and you're wanting to uh, be part of a uh, clinical research study into a COVID-19 vaccine, let me tell you, you can get involved in one. Uh, The study is now enrolling here in the Little Rock area. If you want to help these folks investigate and research... This vaccine for COVID 19, then uh, let me just tell you by participating in the clinical trial, you'll have access to no cost study related care. You'll also have the opportunity to help advance COVID 19 research. There is no insurance required to take part. If you're an adult, 18 years of age or older, who is in good or stable health, you may be able to qualify. Uh, If you're interested, here's what you need to do. You call this number, 501-954-7822. That's 501-954-7822. Or uh, go online to c19vaccinestudy.com. That's the letter C, the number 19, vaccinestudy.com, to see if you are eligible. That's all you got to do. So if you want to be part of the solution, that's where you call, or that's where you go, and you can be part of the uh, the research study that they're that they're getting ready to do, or is underway now. It, this is uh, the 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 third time around for this particular vaccine, which means they already know that it works. Now they just need to do it with a whole lot of people to prove that it works with a whole lot of people. That's what this is all about. It's the uh, it's phase three. Uh, about all this and i need to get those back those folks back on have the doctor come here and uh, talk about it all right david lucas is here if you got questions for him uh, call 823-0965 823-0965 and he'll help you out Uh, the ultimate retirement planning checklist is available to you absolutely free all you have to do is call 501-222-3315 or go to davidlucasfinancial.com. You'll see it right there on the landing page. Click on it and get your free copy. There are no, uh, you know, hidden agendas here, except that David wants you to have the information you need to make good decisions. And uh, he puts a lot of great material out. Uh, David, if you had to pick... Out of these thirty-one points, you had to pick one that you think is the most important. You knew I was going to ask this question. Which one would you say is the most important?
4: Well, they're all important, Dave. But income, so we cover income, Social Security, investments, taxes, health care. I would say (laughs) one of the things that is probably the most overlooked or underestimated expense in retirement. It are taxes, right? Most people don't think about this, It's, but it could be one of your biggest expenses in retirement. And it, in most people, Dave, talking about taxes, it said, just read a couple, my retirement plan includes a strategy to reduce my taxes in retirement. That's number one. We've got about, what do we got, eight under taxes. You can see that's the biggest section. This is something that we really, really focus on. I say in this little other booklet here that I wrote, the one I mentioned earlier, uh, is I talk about taxes in there and in ma- heading into retirement and not managing your assets without managing your tax liabilities like a bit like heating and cooling your home with the windows wide open. You can do it, but it's going to be very, very expensive. So remember, it's not what you make, but it's what you get to keep. And the majority of people listening have saved in a tax postponement plan. The government's very good about marketing. they call Because them tax- they want their money. Well, they call it tax savings, but the reality is it's a tax postponement. Remember, right. all that money in your IRA or 401K is not yours. You, it's, there's a lien against that thing. And at some point, we know that Uncle Sam wants his fair share. In fact, if you at age 72, now the SECURE Act passed last year, it was the most significant legislation to affect retirees in over a decade, and it raised your requirement of distribution age from age 70 and a half to age 72. This is what I call RMDs, or requirement of distributions, the government's way of saying we're sick and tired of you not dropping dead, we want our fair share. But it's absolutely true because they're very serious about this. So if you've saved $500,000, a million dollars, there's some. This is this is why we focus on proactive tax planning. And let let me define. There's a big difference between tax planning and tax preparation. Most Americans are simply filing their taxes with their CPA or your, their accountant. But w- sure, they may find a few deductions here or there. They may save a few bucks. But what's done is done. If you're really looking backwards, you're recording history. If you really want to save a lot of money in taxes and retirement, that requires looking forwards, not backwards. And this is what we call tax planning. And, Dave, the this, this savings could be significant. I'm talking to the tune of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in savings. Uh, but there is a short window of opportunity we have right now. Uh, because of especially with how the election and really what happens in the Senate that could affect taxes. We already know Biden, of course. I'm going to raise taxes. I know he says but other people, only, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, yeah don't all, buy we, yeah, that. That's, that's a bunch. The vast majority of those people, though, if you think about, it, not to get off on a tangent, but. That have an LLC file as a subchapter S. That's a flow through entity. So they show they made 500000 on paper, but they're looking at their bank account at the end of the year after all their expenses and all the employees are paid. And it sure, you know, they don't have $500,000. But the point is, is that it's hitting small businesses, is what they're, they're, it, you know, they want you to believe it's all a bunch of billionaires. But, anyways, I digress. I got to stay focused. But let me stop you. And just I want you, there's a, a point that you got to tell everybody. Yeah.
3: Uh, and that is that, uh, Right now, taxes
4: are at a 40-year low. 40 years, and that's what I'm saying. There's a short window of opportunity right now to save a boatload in taxes, but that's where proactive tax planning comes in. And again, you have to understand there's a big difference between tax planning and tax preparation. Another thing under taxes, my financial advisor and my CPA communicate about my taxes. We own a CPA firm. Uh, We're bringing a CPA in-house. We've done returns for clients for the last few years. We've learned a lot along the way, but it's very important that your financial advisor and your CPA are communicating about the the proactive tax plan. Again, we're not talking about, hey, just contribute a little to an IRA and get a deduction. That's not what we're talking about. Very, very important uh, to have a tax efficient strategy. Withdraw money from your IRA, 401k pension, and other tax deferred retirement accounts. Okay. So, yeah. So, taxes, as I was going to say, is the one that out of all these, I would say it's one of the most important because it's so overlooked by most people. It's not even on the radar. All right. So, let me share with our, our
3: listeners and my listeners here on uh, 1011 FM the answer. I have a 401k. Now, when you put that money into your 401k, it is not taxed. That doesn't mean that it will never be taxed. All it means is that they don't tax the money up front.
4: That's right. Uh, they tax. the Well, that's why I call it a tax postponement. The keyword right. is postponement plan. Now, granted, and in, in, in I hear people, Dave, out there saying that tax planning, oh, you're, you're talking about taxes, and that's just fear-mongering. I've heard people say that. But the reality is, is that we base it on a four-letter word called math. Math? Yeah. Have you ever heard that of makes math? Sense. So we have two developers on staff. We've spent over two years developing our tax planning software, and it's it's actually being beta tested by a few other advisors around the country. And uh, I always say, don't look at those that do what you do as competition. Just figure out how to solve their problems and get them to pay you for it, right? Right. There's lots right. of there. I can't help everybody, right? We've got a. This is a, this is a um, a big deal with the tens of millions of baby boomers retiring. So, uh, and a lot of people are going into it, uh, especially when it comes to taxes, blind. So I think it's important that people think about this and really think about tax planning. And I would just ask them, what, what are you currently doing? What does tax proactive tax planning look like? If you are working with an advisor, and you, know, you need to have that conversation, because if you're not having that conversation, why not? But I was going to say, so we look at even taxes stay the same. So we look at we have all the tax code, provisional income taxation, net investment tax. We look at all the when we our, our software calculates, and it will actually say, hey, if taxes stay the same and if what the former Comptroller General of the United States, he's like the CPA for the United States. He was under Bush and Clinton administration. Uh, he he says going back to that four letter word. He said it's a four letter word. why taxes must double in the future, and that four letter word is math. Uh-huh. And that's been accelerated now. Think about it. we pumped Dave almost ten trillion dollars. We have a twenty trillion dollar a year economy. Stop. <laughs> We've, we 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 start talking about this, we, and we, I just get we, mad. We we pumped ten trillion dollars into the economy in a matter of months now remember yeah. it had its desired effect but remember when the government decides to spend a dollar they've already decided to tax it They're, the question is do they tax it today borrow it today and tax it in the future or do they tax it today? Now, that third option you could, and we talk about this under income, is my income strategy will keep pace with inflation. That's the other thing they can do is continue to inflate the currency, which is just creating money out of thin air, where you have a fiat currency system. It's no longer backed by gold or silver or anything tangible. Well, that goes back to Nixon. Yeah, and it goes further than that if you study the history. But point being is, is inflation is this, uh, there's a quote I actually have here, and and uh I love it in this uh by Ronald Reagan. I put it in here. Uh ah, that's a different that's a different book that I wrote. Never mind. That's one on uh we talk about that's another one on gold and silver, which we like to typically see tangible, physically held five to ten percent. We call it wealth insurance, sure, because you're hedging against. It doesn't matter if you have a stock, bond, mutual fund, ETF. It doesn't matter what if it's in that's an just annuity a piece of paper. No, it's all held in something called U.S. dollars, right? Um, so, uh, but gold and silver has stood the the the, the uh, test of time. But you got to understand how to hold it. There's very some that it's very tax efficient. That's deemed currency. By The uh, I'm, uh, the curse of knowledge is kicking in here, so I'm, I'm going to stop there. But just understand, inflation is the biggest hidden tax known to man. This is how they tax you without taxing you. Inflation has the appearance of rising prices, but it's merely a symptom of an expanding currency supply. So the best analogy I can give your listeners is if we were playing a game of Monopoly, Dave, you and I, and I have, uh, as you know, as the game progresses, you have houses and hotels on the board, right? Right. So what happens if I is the I'm I'm the banker quote unquote I say hey I got a couple extra Monopoly money sets over there, or Monopoly sets over in the corner I'm gonna won't that be fun I'll pull that money out and I'll distribute it throughout the game uh-huh. so what happens ultimately to those houses and hotels are worthless well what happens the price is double right yeah they because you've doubled the money supply in the game it's no different hopefully but, but that helps when you people. do the real math. They're not affordable. It, no, as much. it's just it's just that the per you got more pieces of paper circulating. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the so it's again, it's this this is how they tax us. So it's either going to have come through future higher taxes, inflation is another thing, income. Social security is a big one. Uh in the number one there is my strategy to file for social security considers the impact of taxes. This is a real gotcha. Up to eighty five percent of your social security benefits can be taxed as ordinary income. In some cases we can eliminate that with the tax planning, sometimes we can't uh it's every person's situation is unique and different uh i know delaying my social security benefits this is another one on the list does not necessarily mean more income you say wait a minute i thought if i take it at age 70 well this is comes back to taxes it's the net net right you can't look at social security in a vacuum right sometimes it may make sense to take it early that's there's no one size fits all solution um and yeah, I don't know how long we have, but there's a there was a study done. And the other thing you is... Got, social... you got another 60 seconds. All right, right well, then I'm not going to get, get into that. So income, Social Security, investments, we talk about that. Uh, taxes, health care, general. This is a great, great resource. I'm going to be put together an online conversation, uh, a.k.a. webinar. I just don't like that name. I'll be doing here soon <laughs> that people can uh, attend. I know with COVID and everything, people want to get educated without having to get out uh uh, sorry, no steak dinners, but uh, <laughs> but you're gonna get real world information. That's what we're trying to do. It's just about educating people. And uh, our our uh, go ahead. No. Oh well. Finish your song. Yeah. So I'm um, really, of course, created this process. We call it the Retirement Advantage process, but it is a five step unique process that uh, is and. And why we had to design this software and this process? One, we focus on simplicity because everything out there, I couldn't find. It was just confused people, right? So again, we've simplified a lot of this, and that's the key: simplification. It was Da Vinci that said simplicity is the ultimate sophistication, and that's my life's uh, that's uh, your goal: is to simplify these complex topics. Because I, I used to see years ago people staring at me with blank eyes, and why didn't they get it? Well. It's the curse of knowledge. So we've, if you've been through a process before, and maybe you don't all understand it, I think you're going to find this very Bring refreshing. questions and, to David. And the place to start is this ultimate retirement planning checklist. All right. Phone number again,
3: 222-3315. If you're outside the area, code's 501-501-222-3315. Or just go to davidlucasfinancial.com. My personal experience of how much the government... We'll be wanting to take out of your 401k when we come back right here on one Oh one one FM the answer. All right, let's finish it up for this hour. It has gone incredibly fast. You need to get a copy of this uh, publication, the ultimate retirement planning checklist. Are you ready to retire? You know, that when I do my show, I, I will tell you books that I think you need to read. I mean, seriously, Knowledge is power. I do believe that. All right. Now, too much knowledge can paralyze you.
4: That's what we call the curse of knowledge. Okay. So
3: (laughs) you want to have enough that you can make, you know, logical decisions that are going to affect your life. Let me draw back to what David talked about earlier about you are, you're just defraying the cost of your 401k. Yeah. government. Yeah. The government's going to get their money. They always do. Uh, here's the key for you. I needed to, to to change an engine in my car. Yeah. So I borrowed some money out of my 401k. I'm just about got it paid back. However, the government, since I had not paid taxes on it, because it was a regular 401k, took ended up taking 35%. Wait a minute. Uh, you shouldn't pay taxes on a loan. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd
4: have to... Anyway,
3: yeah, they ended up taking money. I'm just telling you, yeah. David. They ended we up taking money. We need to dig money. into that. <laughs> All right, 30, I off the air. <laughs>
4: they took 35
3: percent. 35 percent. That's why he's always talking about. You got to know how much money you're going to have, not yeah. how much money you think. Sa- or how, you're how much you saved.
4: It's what you get to keep, and and that that that's a, a very very uh, good point. I was going to say something, but the thought lost me. Okay. So uh, I mean, I it, it escaped wanted, me. But bring yes. that up. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, well, we know that w- with required minimum distributions, what many of your listeners may not know what the penalty is for failing to take it out. So if you're listening, you've saved $500,000, and you've got a $30,000 required minimum distribution when you hit age, 70 right. to, hit age 72. The penalty, let's say that it was $30,000, you failed to pull it out. You just willy-nilly said, I don't want to pay taxes on it. I got a nice pension. I got Social Security. You and I what? don't need it yeah, right now. Right. You know what? You know what the penalty is? Fifty percent of what you should have taken out, but didn't. Ow. A fifteen thousand dollar <laughs> penalty, Ow. and then you still got to pull it out and pay the tax. So is the government serious about paying taxes on your that money? You can. You betcha. All right. You betcha.
3: Corey is in cabin. Hey, yeah. Corey. How yeah. are you? Your question for David Lucas. Uh,
2: yeah, I had a question. Um, I worked worked at a place for over ten years, and um, I put into the four hundred one k Merrill Lynch mm. and whenever i did that it was i put it in as pre-taxed mm-hmm. uh whatever whatever uh so throughout the year um you know i put that in there and then whenever i went to when i went to leave i couldn't put it in anything else so i pulled the money that was back in 2017 um i, I completely honestly forgot about pulling that money out and then i found out in 2018 by a letter from uh
4: the irs, the IRS
2: saying yeah. yeah saying hey you forgot so anyway um then they're then they're turning around and taxing me again. On top on top of that, is is it? I've talked to H and R Block, of course, IRS. You can't get a hold of them. But <laughs> um, can can they legally uh, tax me twice on my? Uh, the money that I put into my four hundred and one k and I'll and I'll get off here. And listen to you.
3: All right, thank you, Cor. Appreciate your call. And uh, that's a good question. So I, i, I you got disclo- two minutes? Yeah, disclosure.
4: Answer. I am not an attorney. We do have CPAs uh, that we can. It, what I would say is that's a little bit more deep because I didn't quite. Un- I understood that he said if I understood what he was saying is he took a distribution from his four hundred and one k, not knowing that this all money was waiting to be taxed as ordinary income, dumped uh-huh. on top of his other yes. income. And then it was counted as a distribution as earned yep. income. So, and then he finds out later that he owes taxes on all that money. So, when he says double taxed, traditionally in a four hundred one k is not double ta- in the sense that remember you you tell the government when you contributed to that if you're making a hundred thousand a year and you put ten thousand that year in your four hundred one k you own, they only tax you on ninety thousand dollars. So that ten thousand you've postponed to a future date. So that that. It may be, I don't know, I'd have to, he's welcome to call the office if you didn't get a little more insight into that, but I don't, typically they're not double taxed because you're getting a deduction up front from an IRA or 401k or 403b or any other tax deferred retirement account. Hopefully that helps. Here's the number.
3: 222-3315. 222-3315. And Corey, I would highly recommend you call and talk to him. I got 60 seconds at the most. All right. IRA, should you do the regular 401k or
4: should you do a Roth? So as far as IRA or Roth, one is tax What Think of it as to use the, uh, maybe a biblical term like the, the Bible guys. To, do you want to pay taxes on the seed or the harvest? I can tell you mathematically if taxes stay the same, there's, there's no downside. But if taxes go up $1, funding a Roth... Makes a, big, a a lot of sense. But tax planning is the key. All right.
3: The ultimate retirement planning checklist. Get a copy. It's absolutely free. Are you ready to retire? 501-222-3315 or davidlucasfinancial.com. I'm going to have David on in a couple more weeks. We're going to talk about the reset. Should you be worried about it? We'll talk about it uh-uh. in the future with David Lucas. Let's move into the 7 o'clock hour, and on Wednesdays, that means that Congressman French Hill is going to join us, and he is with us on the phone right now. Good to have him with us, and there's things to talk about right now. Did you happen to see what Schumer said Biden is going to do as president-elect when he, after he takes the, the oath of office, all the stuff that he's got lined up? I mean, it's like he's going to change everything. I mean, he wants to take everything back to the slowest recovery in the history of mankind.
5: Yeah, they're proud of the Obama economy and want to go back to Obama economy, it's clear. And uh, that's typical of Chuck Schumer, and it's a reason for every person in Georgia to get out and vote Republican for those two senators.
3: Yeah, it's really crazy, to be honest uh, with you, Congressman, because... Their recovery was nothing to write home about by any stretch of the imagination. You were in the Congress when it was all going up. I mean, were you all flush with money about everything that was going? Was the economy roaring? Was it on fire? Was it glowing in the night? I don't think so.
5: Slowest recovery since World War II. And actually, that recovery, his increase in taxes, his increases in government mandates, his terrible job performance— were and his increase in red tape and regulation those were the things that motivated me back in 2013 to announce that I was going to run for congress yeah. because of his terrible economic performance so he's hired a lot of the same retread obama appointees and he's got uh, his far left super far left budget director proposed and so uh this is uh probably not taking the country in the direction that voters hoped for when they woke up on November 4th. Yeah.
3: What is it? I mean, you know, you're hearing people say, well, there was all kinds of cheating and stuff like that. I don't think there was enough to throw the election. If, you know, push comes to shove, somebody asked me that. I will say that there was a lot of cheating, and things need to be done now so that we stop that again in the future. But that's going you know, how much of that can you guys – have an effect on. I mean, there's. we do have a thing called federalism. We do have uh, states' uh, powers. We have a Tenth Amendment. I mean, how much can you really, you know, force the states uh, to make moves that were going to protect everybody's vote?
5: Well, people in the states are going to rise up and do that. I mean, look at the uh, quality of our election laws in Arkansas. We do. We have a uh, voter registration period. We have absentee voting that you have to apply for an absentee ballot, have that signature match, have that verified. Then we send you a ballot and then your ballot is verified when it when it comes in. And we have a pretty orderly process in Arkansas. Georgia has none of those things. They do no ballot uh, investigation and verification and signature verification. And so you get the mania they had in 850,000 mail-in absentee ballots when in both the Clinton presidential election and in the Obama presidential election, you had something like seventy-five or 80,000. So 10 times more this time. And I think the states are going to do that. We're blessed, Dave, to have a, a constitution that puts the hands of our elections in the state and local control. Think about the real risk. To American democracy, from electronic theft or electronic thro- fraud, if you a federal system, all on the internet, all on one dominion server. So it's uh, we're blessed, I think, that we have a diverse paper-based, locally run set of elections for our federal offices. That uh, you, you don't have a one-size-fits-all solution.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's kind of crazy when you look out and you see some of these states. And the things that uh, and, and the way they run their elections. I mean, uh, I remember uh, Governor Huckabee saying that sometimes we're like, a you know, a, a third nation, you know, banana Republican. I can't really disagree with him at times.
5: Yeah, I understand that point, and I think uh, citizens have to recognize we need voter integrity in elections, and it's just like having community policing that you trust and have confidence in. These things are decided best at local areas in our country by local under local scrutiny, and I think that'll be the case uh, in this uh, these election reforms that many states need to adopt. I'm just glad we live in a state that has more transparent. A better uh, election governance.
3: All right. Joining us at this time is our congressman, second district. And of course, that is French Hill. And uh, let me ask you about the, the vaccines. Uh, what's the latest news that you have? What I saw was that by the middle of this month, you know, uh, health care workers, EMTs, people like that are going to be inoculated. Uh, about how far along are we going to have to be before you can walk over to your local Walmart and, and get this shot.
5: Well, I think sometime early in 2021, <clears> you're right, uh, each state has a proposal to do uh, essential workers and the most vulnerable first, and I think that makes sense. Doses will be received in the 50 states uh, this month in December. It was good to see the breaking news this morning that uh, the Pfizer partnership has now been officially been granted emergency uh, Uh, release in the United Kingdom. So uh, this is now moving and moving, moving quickly. And the, the American people will be the beneficiaries of these vaccines.
3: Yeah. And we're not talking a few hundred thousand doses. We're talking millions of doses right up front. Is that what you're understanding?
5: Exactly. Well, Operation Warp Speed's uh, planning, and we knew this starting back in uh, in May and June, was to have a hundred million doses able to be prepared toward the end of the year. And so we're talking about doses as the FDA approves these vaccines that will be in the millions, not in the thousands.
3: Yeah, it's it's pretty it's impressive, and of course, we've got. Uh... A study going on in uh, Arkansas right now I understand it's AstraZeneca who's uh, behind this study and uh, they're feeling that they're going to get you know this whole emergency uh, okay as well as Madeira is already talking about it too so there's going to be a lot of uh, vaccines out there in a short amount of time and you know, they, they can, you know, Biden can try to take it, you know, advantage and say, look, it happened under my watch. Bottom line, this didn't happen if Trump
5: hadn't have been president. This happened because uh, the second, the genetic code, the, the uh, scientific definition of this virus and what the vaccine would have to be, uh, how it would have to be uh, designed was known in january donald trump authorized uh, the race to a successful vaccine and congress backed up that promise by the president with 10 billion dollars in the cures act and we've shared that technology with companies all around the world and i, I was pleased to see uh, moderna and pfizer and astrazeneca but there will be more that have more even more innovative, equally successful vaccines that's the beauty of science and and the competition in the free market system to get this scientific research completed fast and get the results out to the the uh, people who need it so badly, not only in the United States but around the world.
3: I gotta tell you what, Congressman, I came in today and I think Heidi turned the, the clocks up fast. We're already through half of our interview. We gotta get a break in here. Let's do that. And then we will come back and talk further about some different things like uh everybody's wondering about COVID nineteen relief and the Democrats are worried about, should we legalize marijuana? Let's talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Our guest, Congressman French Hill, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, Elizabeth, who takes care of my uh, uh, you know media, my social media, uh, has found out something that I've been talking about for uh nearly two decades now and that is how professional how great pi roofing is they are fantastic when it comes to taking care of your roof i mean she was she's been writing me notes and texting me and saying unbelievable what they did blah, blah 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 i mean talking about they put tarps around your house so when they're they're throwing that stuff off of your roof it lands on the tarps and they can just take it right away and dump it and get rid of it it's not there in your front yard a lot of, a lot of roofing companies you know all the paper all the all the shingles not saying they don't p- pick them up but they don't clear them up as quickly as pi roofing does i told her wait till you see the big magnet that they bring out see pi roofing's done my roof too and uh, when they're putting a the roof on with those nail guns a lot of times those nails are like you know, going everywhere. They take a, a big magnet around your house after they're done and they pick up all those nails that are down in your grass and maybe on your sidewalk and all of that. So you don't have to worry about stepping on one or your lawnmower picking up one and slinging it out. They get rid of all of that. Plus, they follow, they follow all the COVID 19 protocols. Your family's going to be safe. Uh, as far as that's concerned, their workers are going to be safe as well. To find out more of what they can do for you about your roof, and remember your roof is the last line of defense against the elements, give them uh, a call at 707 707 or visit them on piroofing.com. All right, so I talk with the uh, congressman's office uh, every week that he's, you know, going to be on, and we discuss different topics and what we think that you'll be interested in uh, in what's going on in Washington D.C. And this one really got my attention. I was uh, talking uh, to Jeff about this, and that is, how about House Democrats focusing on legalizing marijuana instead of the COVID nineteen relief package? Is that really going on, Congressman?
5: Dave, you know, uh, I've always felt that Nancy Pelosi, who's the Speaker of the House, put politics over people this year, by the way she's conducted this Congress. She's ending the Congress. It's such a failed Congress legislatively. She's accomplished really nothing. She never worked in a bipartisan way to get bills actually to Donald Trump's desk to sign. So it's been a frustrating two years. And so there's no shocker that we have hospitals overflowing, we have coronavirus expanding, we have our hoteliers and our restaurant people and our families on unemployment hurting, and what does she do? She proposes to bring a marijuana legalization bill to the floor this week and a, bill to, a Tiger King bill to ban private ownership of big cats. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. It's like a joke.
3: A Tiger King bill. Like the guy that's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. She, she says that's such a hot topic that we need to ban large cat ownership in the middle of a pandemic, and we need to be legalizing marijuana in the middle of a pandemic. And she tried to get this marijuana bill on the floor in September right before the election and had, of course, a revolt from her members of her own party running for re and this is the kind of poor judgment she's used, and it's why her, her speakership is in jeopardy and her uh, leadership has been so discredited. It's why she lost uh, 10, 11, 12 seats in the House in this most recent election.
3: Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, the Senate has said $900 uh, and change billion dollars for COVID-19 relief. Uh, that puts the House and the Senate at loggerheads. Do you see this thing breaking and moving anytime soon?
5: Well, it's a certainly a effort by Democrats and Republicans in both the House and Senate to do an in-round around Nancy Pelosi blocking COVID relief for the last uh, 5 months. So, right. yesterday there was a an announcement and it may uh break it and send it in a direction we'll see over the next this week and next.
3: All right. Well, that that that's good. That's a good thing. All right. On the national uh, international stage, an Iranian nuclear scientist was assassinated here just a few days ago. Now, I'm going to say just off the top of my head of watching uh, the coverage I've seen, whatever machine that they used and whoever did this, that was one unbelievable machine gun that they had. That took out these guys.
5: Well, this illustrates that the Iranian leadership, the Ayatollahs, are under credible pressure. Yes, they are. Well, their currency is devalued 80%. The Iranian people are hurting. Uh, President Trump rightfully uh, took out Soleimani on the battlefield, Mm -hmm. who is the leader of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard that runs the show. This signals to me that the Re- Revolutionary Guard is in—they're just in dis- disarray since Amani's exit, because there have been a number of of uh, collapses in Iranian security, and I hope this is an opportunity for the Iranian people to press for change in Iran. I hope that uh, the opportunity for them— will be met with support around the world as opposed to having people turn their backs on them as President Obama in 2009. And bottom line was President Trump was right to increase maximum pressure, increase sanctions, get out of John Kerry's failed Iranian deal that President Obama rushed just so he could have a something to talk about before he left office, poorly considered. Uh, bipartisan objections to it in the house and the senate so it had no support on capitol hill so joe biden uh, should not in any way attempt to rejoin the iranian nuclear deal it's dead it's over
3: all right you do believe then that the house and this was the senate is the one that takes care of treaties you feel like it, it would be defeated
5: in the senate then well, this is the key point, because President Obama knew he did not have the votes in the Senate, and he had no support in the House. And so this was not a treaty. The Iranian nuclear arrangement was just a, quote, an agreement between the countries with Iran. And so it was not a treaty. It never happened to the Congress for a vote, because Kerry and Obama knew they didn't have the votes, even from their own party for it. Right. It failed to... Con- in the nuclear program it failed to contain ballistic missile technology the day Kerry announced the deal that week soleimani was on an airplane to russia to buy ballistic missile technology probably with the money freed up from john Kerry and barack obama giving the iranians access to their cash
3: unbelievable all right uh you've got this uh Photo, the uh, big picture to go into the post office uh, the post office portrait act looks like the president may sign that this week that's a big win for you uh, congressman
5: well I was pleased to get this uh, bill written and passed, and now it will be signed into law President Trump I appreciate Senators Bozeman and cotton for carrying the legislation in the Senate this recognized the great lawyers in Arkansas history Scipio Jones who was uh, early in the century, 20th century, one of our most recognized lawyers, African-American, born into slavery. But he was the one who got the 12 sharecroppers off a death sentence after the Elaine massacre that happened 100 years ago. So it's an important way to commemorate the atrocities of uh, that summer of, uh, and fall of 1919 across the South. And it's a way to recognize one of the great legal talents uh, that came out of our state, C.P.O. Jones. All
3: right. I've got 60 seconds. Great uh, win for us in the Supreme Court over the weekend dealing with religious freedom.
5: Absolutely. We don't even in the pandemic, people had their religious liberty protected. And the New York uh, government was struck down in the U.S. Supreme Court saying you cannot be more restrict on uh, someone's exercise of religious freedom and their worship than you are any other secular activity. It was important five to four decision i was pleased to see it
3: we're out of time congressman it went really fast always does when you join us we'll see you again next wednesday
5: great to be with you dave thanks
3: all right congressman french hill district two here on the dave ellswick show coming up after rush and a a few paid announcements we'll hear from district four congressman bruce westerman here on the dave ellswick show we got a lot of things to talk to him about as well Uh, At the 6 o'clock hour tonight, it's uh, Joe and Duck. They'll be talking about cars, so you'll want to get all your car questions. If you have a car question, send it to me, Dave, at SalemLR.com. That's Dave at SalemLR.com. I'll ask them the question. Uh, It's a recorded segment, so we'll have them answer your question for you. At 6 o'clock this evening. It'll be in that broadcast, and you'll get to hear the uh, ending of that. When I come back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to have uh, the jeweler in from uh, uh, Hillcrest. I always have him in, Eric Coleman, uh, to talk to us uh, before Christmas time. He'll join us in the 7 o'clock hour, or pardon me, the 8 o'clock hour of tomorrow's show. But right now, time for Rush Limbaugh here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let me tell you that tomorrow, don't want to miss uh, the 6 p.m. show here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 1011 FM, The Answer. I tell you, I always have Eric Coleman on uh, every year before uh, Christmas, and he'll be on tomorrow during the 6 p.m. broadcast here on the Dave Ellswick Show, talking about jewelry. And if you're on their Instagram, there's a, a, a young lady that uh, poses for pictures wearing the jewelry and stuff. She's coming in with him. So his social media uh, person is coming in as well. So that should be a really good hour tomorrow for you to be listening, because he'll t- he's going to teach you how to, how to save money uh, when you buy jewelry and how to go about getting uh what you want for that special someone uh by Christmas and and your time is running out. I'm just going to tell you right now, your time is running out. So you want to go ahead and make sure that you get a hold of uh Eric Coleman and uh, and get things set up to get that special piece of jewelry made uh at uh, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh, right here in Little Rock. Phone number 501-246-3655. All right, let me do that again. I'll try not to do it military style for you. Fall into that sometimes. 501-246-3655. That's the number to call, make up an appointment, go in, talk to Eric and his stupendous staff at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. With that said, let's go back to Washington, D.C. We just had uh, District 2 Congressman French Hill on. Now we have District 4 Congressman uh, Bruce Westerman. Hey, Bruce, I, I've been watching the news, and it's amazing to me that since uh, we've got this you know, presidential elect uh, Joe Biden ready to take over in uh, in January, everything is right with the world now. The media says everything is right now here in the united states i mean i haven't even seen anything about any fires out on the west coast uh it's 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 been kind of amazing hasn't it
1: yeah the miracle cure and uh you know i've i've been uh interested in all these calls for civility and bipartisanship and you know exactly how the democrats did after president trump won you know the example they set for us there in uh um you know respecting the outcome of an election and and working together for the good of the country I'm glad to hear them calling for that mm-hmm. yeah well
3: you know it's just amazing to me that I'm already seeing where the democrats seem to be trying to take the thunder away from the president about operation warp speed uh they they're going they're going to try to co-opt this so that they come out Look at that! We've got a vaccine now, and aren't we fantastic?
1: Do you get that feeling? <laughs> Absolutely. It's just that's um, a typical um, thing that they do. That's it's a form of projection. Where if there's something bad that they've done, they turn around and accuse uh, others of doing it, and then if somebody else does something good, they'll step in and try to take credit for it. So I'm I'm pretty used to that, those kinds of actions.
3: Okay, so I'm 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 talking to Congressman Hill this morning, and something came up just stunned me that Nancy Pelosi is talking about trying to uh, pass a l- marijuana legalization <laughs> legislation before she does anything on COVID nineteen.
1: It, you can't make it up, Dave. If I was going to write a script for what they do and try to make it as crazy as possible, I would I would fall short on it. Yeah, we've got um, – if you, know, you just look across the landscape and the lack of leadership that uh Pelosi's provided this year and the lack of legislation that's taken place, here we are in the lame duck. We don't have a national defense authorization bill. We don't have the military funded. We don't have the federal government funded. We've got um, – a couple billion dollars left in the Paycheck Protection Program that if we would make some changes uh, that money could be given out to small businesses from the CARES Act. We've got more COVID relief things we need to work on. We get called up to D.C. to vote this week at what could probably be considered the height of a pandemic if you look at the number of cases and deaths and hospitalizations. And we get here and the Pressing issues are legalizing marijuana and what we call the Tiger King bill, uh, a bill to protect tigers. Oh, yeah. and French
3: talked about that. That is amazing to me. We're going to take on – we're going to make sure that Netflix gets another uh, season for the Tiger King, I guess.
1: Yeah, something like that. (laughs) It just – I mean, you can't make it up.
3: It's amazing.
1: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. I guess these are the four years that we can see. What do you think about uh, President-elect Biden's choices thus far for his cabinet?
1: Uh, none of them really surprised me so far. You know, I'm on the, uh, the Natural Resources Committee, so I'm looking uh, at who he's talking about for Interior Secretary. And we've got a fantastic Interior Secretary now with, with Bernhardt. Uh, but, um, you know, this is going to be – one of the battlegrounds for the the Green New Deal and the the really really crazy ideas that um, a lot of them put forward on on that Natural Resources Committee. So they'll put somebody at Interior <clears throat> that I expect will want to um, you know follow their game plan of trying to regulate stuff out of existence. And uh, if if you can believe this, uh, you know the week or the the first week we were back here after the election. We go to the Natural Resources Committee, and this is after, you know, as of now, every Republican incumbent won back their seat, and we've very much narrowed the the margin. The first hearing they had was on totally eliminating um, energy production on federal lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think people thought, all oh, the Democrats are just saying this stuff, but No, they want to shut down all energy production in the Gulf of Mexico. They want to shut down all energy production uh, on federal lands in Alaska and New Mexico and uh, Colorado and all those places where we're uh, producing energy. And they're literally having hearings to mark up bills to do that. So, you know, if you want to put something on your prayer list, put the majority in the Senate on there because we definitely need – at least a stopgap to keep them in check on the, these ideas that they're putting out there.
3: Are there enough? And I'm going to, I'm going to bring back a, an old term here because uh, things have narrowed so much over in the house uh, between the Democrats and the Republicans. And I'm sure the Democrats are already starting to look towards uh, 2022 and how they could lose the house if they're not careful are, are, Are we seeing any movement uh, by people to become, quote, blue dog Democrats who understand how important energy is to this country and how important electric rates are to businesses and things of that nature that the speaker might have a hard time uh, pushing through this kind of uh, legislation?
1: Yeah, um, there's some like that. But, you know, uh, AOC took several of them out in primaries uh, with, and replaced them with, um, you know, far left um, radicals really is what they've replaced them with. So their numbers are dwindling. And, you know, there's. I really believe we'll win the majority in 2022 Mm-hmm. And if you look at history On the, the first midterm After a presidential election Where the uh, uh, Majority party Also has the White House right. They lose an average of, of 30 seats In that election and That's kind of what happened to us in 2018 When we lost the majority Right. Uh, plus you've got redistricting That'll be happening all over the country uh, With a majority Of Republican legislatures Around the country So the The timing is right for us to flip the majority in 2022 but the problem is the amount of damage they could do between now and 2022 if they get control of the senate because schumer said he'll do away with the cloture rule uh, which really nullifies the reason for even having a senate if you're going to take the uh, the minority voice away in the senate you might as well just have a unicameral legislature like a parliament where you have one vote and majority rules.
3: Interesting. We come back, we got more to talk about because uh, you're talking about your committee. Perhaps you can talk about some things that our folks should be watching here in Arkansas uh, that they need to be aware of that will have impacts across the country and and what uh, the lefties are, are wanting to do. Our guest is uh, Bruce Westerman, He's the congressman from District 4. We'll continue our conversation with him on the Dave Ellswick Show when we return. Uh, I had David Lucas on earlier today. We talked about his new guide that's out. This is absolutely free to you. It's the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist. If you go to my Facebook page, I got a picture of it. You can see it. Uh, You can get this. It's a comprehensive 31-point checklist that uh, can be the single most important tool that can help ensure you're covered all of your bases for your retirement. And you haven't made any mistakes in the process. To get your free retirement planning checklist, here's the call. Uh, You got to make to his uh, David Lucas financial. Uh, First 10 callers at 501-222-3315. It's the result of decades of financial planning experience. You can have it in your hands in short order by calling 501-222-3315. It's the free, that's my favorite four-letter word that starts with F, uh, secured retirement planning checklist. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, let's continue on here on the Dave Ellswick Show with our time with Congressman from the 4th District, Bruce Westerman. And, Bruce, in, in your committee, uh, what things do you think may come out of that committee that we need to be really aware of and watching for?
1: Yeah, well, it's going to be um, you know the battleground for the uh, Green New Deal and um, so-called environmental issues that the left's wanting to put forward uh today's a, a big day for me Dave, because I'm um doing an interview at two thirty to be the lead Republican on that committee, so I would be the if it all goes through, I'll be the ranking member cool. on that committee and when we win the majority back that would make me the the chairman of the committee so uh I'll be front and center uh, hopefully putting a better idea out there on how we take care of the environment and how we practice real conservation. And you know, with the message that not only can we have a healthy environment and a healthy economy, but the two are really dependent on each other. Uh, the, the better our economy, the better we can afford to take care of the environment and do those things that uh, leave this world in a better place than we found it for future generations. So uh, <clears throat> you're going to see an attack on, on carbon. Uh, that's, that's really what the Democrat talking point is, is that carbon is evil, and uh, we've got to stop all carbon emissions at all costs, uh, which, I mean, if you look at the data, the U.S. emits 15% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions. So if we could somehow go cold turkey on carbon emissions in the U.S., it would have a little impact around the world. But what we need to do is come up with new innovations and in technology uh, that makes energy lower cost here, so that countries around the world will adopt our technology, which will obviously make our economy grow plus uh, help the environment to be stronger at the same time uh, so it's a it's a concept called market based conservation or free market environmentalism there's actually a book written on that, uh, and that's the the vision i'm taking to that committee and to really call out uh, the the issues that the Democrats put forward, the policy they put forward that's going to wreck the economy and ultimately harm the environment.
3: Free market uh, environmentalism. That uh, sounds good to me. What's, uh, is that the name of the book?
1: Yeah, it's actually a, a book I read back in graduate school. A guy named Terry Anderson, who is now out at the Hoover Institute, wrote the book. And in 2015, he did an update to it called free market environmentalism for the next generation. Uh Uh, And it talks about how, uh, you know, at the, at the heart of all of this are property rights and you have to have well defined property rights and you have to have courts that um, enforce those property rights. And when you have property rights, you have markets. Um, So uh, it looks at innovative approaches on how you uh, make the environment better. Some of the, Classic examples of, of free market environmentalism is big game hunting in Africa, where uh, in Kenya they pretty much outlawed elephant hunting, and the population of elephants has gone uh, de- decreased dramatically. Mm-hmm. And they've they've uh, also got more poaching in Kenya, and uh, it's just it's not a good situation there. Where um, you know, there's another country there where they actually do uh, hunting on a controlled basis, and people pay big money to come in and hunt. And not only has the elephant population increased, but it's also been great for the economy. Uh, You've seen it with with fisheries. um, The True and Trees Act that I've proposed, that's really a market-based conservation idea. So those are the kinds of, of things we're going to be putting forward. And we've got a lot of opportunities all across the country to do good things like that. You know, some of the stuff we're looking at in Arkansas is we produce all this poultry litter in the northern and western parts of the state, and we've got great row crop agriculture in the in the eastern part of the state, and there's really no better fertilizer than that uh, uh, poultry litter. So, you know, how do we facilitate a market where, um, you know, farmers want to, Take this poultry litter and get it over to the to the delta, which it not only has great nutrient value but it also um, replenishes organic matter in the soil and increases carbon content of the soil and you know with surface water irrigation, which is a big thing in Arkansas, you can actually use ag crops to filter the water and and make it cleaner before you release it back into the into the river system so uh, you know, if I just look around in in my district and in Arkansas, there's tremendous opportunities to um, implement these free market ideas uh, that are good for the economy and the environment.
3: Well, Congressman, we're out of time. I appreciate you joining us uh, today. We hope to talk to you in a couple of more weeks. Uh, let us know how uh, you know that interview goes, and if you're going to be the ranking minority uh, member. Uh, on on the committee, so that uh, in twenty twenty two perhaps you'll be the majority number one guy there on that committee.
1: Well, uh, again, that happens today, and I should know something uh, later this afternoon on how all that pans out. So uh, we're gonna give it our best shot and see where we end up on it.
3: All right, fire off a press release to me. I'll make sure we keep everybody up to date here, and I'm gonna pick up a copy. Uh, that free mark envi- uh, environmentalism uh, book uh, for Christmas. Uh, that was Terry Anderson, right?
1: Right. Yeah, it's a really good book.
3: All right, I'll check. It. I'll take a look at it. I appreciate your time, Congressman. Have a great day.
1: You too, Dave. All
3: take right, care. Congressman. Uh, of course, Bruce Westerman, District Four. Always good to have him on, bringing us up to date. What's happening? Uh, In Washington, D.C. and how that's going to affect us. And it sounds like to me the war on coal, the war on carbon uh, is going to perhaps drive energy prices up. Let's hope that that does not happen. We got to control the Senate. That's really important. We'll try to get uh, somebody on to talk about that here in the next few weeks here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll see you at six uh, p.m. We're going to have or seven p.m. tonight. We're going to have on Duck and Joe to talk about cars. Uh, if you got a car question, send it now to Dave at SalemLR.com. <laughs> continue on the Dave Ellswick show a lot later than we normally do. it's seven o'clock here on uh, the Dave Ellswick show this is our our evening broadcast and today uh, Joe and Duck are here to talk about cars brought to you by bumper to bumper on the Dave Ellswick show we're glad to have them in uh, always remember that if you want to ask them a question, uh, during this segment on Wednesdays, what you need to do is send me an email to Dave at Salem, L-R, dot com. Dave at Salem, that's S-A-L-E-M-L-R, one word, dot com. And I'll get it and we'll be able to, to talk about it. Well, everybody is here in the studio today, uh, not out watching deer, not making trips that, you know, suddenly find out we got to go on and you got to see them before you can watch well them. yeah i know you've told me you just yeah you're starting to see them again they're, yeah they're, the, the pressure has been off of uh, the hunting for a little bit well and the weather's turned back off cold too so that yeah, helps that helps them move around they don't just uh, lay down and let the tick suck on them <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean anybody who have you ever been deer hunting heidi yeah that's uh, they are the most not the most hygienic animals in the world out there. What do you hear in duck about uh, uh, waste disease? Uh, you know, it hadn't been much said about it this year.
6: It's still up in Newton County, uh, Baxter County and all up there, but mm-hmm. uh, we're about two counties away from where all that is. And um, But they did start this year, Dave. You can take your deer down to, uh, uh, to the game fish check station there at the wildlife management area and they will check it see if it does have the disease
3: now there's been no proof that it's can be transmitted to humans no through proof. consuming no uh, proof. the meat so that, that's something to keep in mind and and i, I kind of keep an eye on that because if if they find something know that you'll probably hear about it first right here on my yeah. show but you know and another thing
6: too david ain't just us not seeing deer i've talked to people in south arkansas i've talked to people in west arkansas and east arkansas everybody's run into the same thing what happened it turned off cold they went in the rut for about three or four days and then it got back up in 80 degrees and they Mm -hmm. they decided yeah it's back summertime So, gotta calm
3: down now ladies
6: ladies aren't interested well you know when you pull your pictures (laughs) up and there's five or six bucks standing in the picture together that tells you that they ain't in rut right because when they're in rut they're they're by their self you know and i've said Eight, i've sat seven and eight hours a day and seen but i have got some new deer today they're about this tall they're about six seven inches tall and they got a big old bushy tail that's my new dwarf deer <laughs> you mean you
3: see you got rats with, with, with fancy tails
6: right now yeah. well, you know
0: some of the deers that i've seen are, are i agree with the duck they're probably not in rut because they're in the road
3: yeah <laughs> new are days? you seeing them coming down yeah. i hadn't seen yeah. them the last few mornings They've been kind of taking it easy out there right now. I've Mm -hmm. seen
0: several on the side of the road that have been hit and cars damaged, seriously. Oh, yeah. Well,
3: yeah. You're going to lose if you hit a deer. If you hit a buck, you're going to lose really big time.
6: Yep. I was over by the body shop here, oh, it's been a couple months ago, and this old boy had hit a buck, and the horns were stuck in that plastic front bumper. (laughs) It broke both horns off, and they were
3: stuck in the bumper. I would just leave them there.
6: I mean, that was, it,
3: I mean, talk about having a conversation starter. Yeah, you're right. It would.
0: <laughs> yeah, have them horns stuck in there with them little horn, uh, them little deer whistlers. Right oh yeah, yeah that really it really worked <laughs> My my,
3: I'll
6: my punch mother put some red lights right on
3: the end of them. <laughs> yeah, my mother-in-law gave me a pair of those one Christmas, you mm-hmm. know, and I got them. I looked him linda says you got to put them on the car i said i'm not going to put them on the car they do nothing
6: well you know for a long time if you had state farm insurance they required you they sent them out to you and required you to put them on
3: it doesn't surprise me
0: my wife's father he's he's passed now
3: Mm -hmm.
0: he totaled out a prius in somewhere in texas he hit a deer on the way home so when he gets home he comes down to the shop and he got him another prius and we put some of those on it, and it was probably, uh, I think the next year, he had another deer in it, so <laughs> so they don't really work, in my opinion.
3: No. I have seen too many people who have hit deer, and they had those on their car. Yeah. They just a, really, it's its like that stuff that they advertise that if you've got rodents in your house, and you plug this into your yeah. electrical socket, it makes a noise, that keeps the rodents away but uh so no. i got i got a motor home joe <laughs> yesterday
6: woman said they've it's been sitting in the in the carport for about a week okay come out and cranked it It was fixing go somewheres and uh, come out and cranked it wouldn't run right hurt and jerk missed she brought it to the shop got it up there and bro- and blake went out and raised the hood okay how many wires had they chewed through probably about eight thousand dollars worth
3: oh <laughs> They
6: chewed, they chewed the plug, it was a little six owner Mercedes diesel engine. Mm-hmm. They chewed four of the plugs off. I don't know how she drove it there.
0: Well, if they get into the plugs, you know, you you can't buy those pigtails, you gotta nope. buy a harness.
6: Gotta buy a harness and and is electric.
3: that expensive?
6: Now,
0: you know, you know. Let, let's let's talk <laughs> just a minute about dollars. that. Okay. Let's let's make this real clear to the listeners out there. We're talking about an electrical plug-in. It's not like a two-wire plug-in that you plug in a a a, a dryer with or something in like an that. An Electrical socket. Yeah. We're talking about some pin connectors that can contain somewhere between sixty and one hundred and twenty wires. Any anywhere oh from forty God. to one hundred twenty. Yes.
6: And Man. the wires are 16, 16 millimeter. I mean sixteen gauge wire. And they got little old pins on the end of them, and, yeah. you know, uh, it's it's ridiculous. But
0: That's why you need a harness, because you can't go in there and rebuild all those little wires. No. And keep them isolated from each other and keep them watertight. These plug-ins on these cars today, when they clip in, they got rubber seals around the back of them, and they have locks on them to hold them tight so the vibration doesn't let them work loose.
6: I had a truck come in off the interstate. It's a uh, Peterbilt. And the guy said, hey, I'll be running down the road and just shut off. Coastal side road, set a second, it'll bust right back off. And he said, I may go 10 miles for it to do it again, and I may go 100 miles. So he got into the shop with it. I had to send a record to get it because it quit the last time. Uh-huh. The the 12 volts coming from the battery, it plugs right into the ECM. Mm-hmm. It's got four wires in it. It's got two grounds and two positive comes from the battery. The, the lock was broke on it.
0: Yeah, we going around there.
6: And it shut it off because mm-hmm. it, it come up and had electrical codes in it and one of them was that lost the 12 volts to the ecm so and but in order to get the lock for that thing you got to buy the whole engine harness which is about nine hundred dollars you Not know and cheap so i what we figured out we took a tie strap oh. and drilled two holes up there in the bracket mm-hmm. and put two you know put two tie straps around it and tied it up very tight and i told him He said, hey, if you can get me where I can get home, when I get home, I'll take it to my shop and get me. So that's what we did, and he was leaving out this morning. But, you know, the rat deal, I did find out something, Joe, you can put underneath the hood, and they won't bother it. What's that? Irish spring soap. Yeah? Put you a bar, a couple couple bars of Irish spring soap. Uh, in, In
3: your engine compartment? Yep. Just found you a spot where it lay there. What is it about Irish spring soap i don't know like leprechauns i guess not i guess
6: they're scared of them
0: (laughs) no it's the odor they don't like the odor i have a buddy that has a salvage yard he told me that several years ago that uh, on on his salvage cars that he's selling parts off of to keep the rats out of them he'll put a quarter of a bar of irish spring soap in each one of them and the rats stay out of them when each wine harnesses up
6: there's something about the smell
0: they don't like
3: it's -hmm. really strange
0: not you got to get the original green irish spring soap yeah she
6: has got that green and white yep the green with the white stripes yeah. to it or swirl through it or whatever yeah, yeah I that's what i told this don't lady try yesterday. the liquid
0: well, probably not
6: <laughs> it may work for a day or two until it, it dries up yeah but, gotcha so she was gonna go home get when uh, she ain't got her motorhome back yet she said when i get it back i'm gonna and i showed her two places you know i said just take you a bar and lay it right here and i give her a couple zip ties and she said when i get home i'm, I'm gonna put some under it and, But it had been set like like a week.
0: the first cold snap to come out.
6: And the air cleaner, it was
3: full of acorns. There you go. Making a nest. I tell you a lot right there. I I will just say this. There was a radio station that I worked at. And they used to park all of our station vehicles in the back parking lot. Yeah. And uh, we used to have to be taken (coughs) in to be worked on all the time. I'm talking... All the time.
0: Dave, I fixed those vehicles. Yeah, I know. And I fixed every one of them more than once for the same thing.
3: And they ended up parking them in front, and it stopped. Yeah. Because, you know, rats and squirrels tend to hang out in their habitat, and their habitat was in the back of that parking lot.
0: The back behind that back parking lot was a wooded area. Yeah. In the front, there was a street up there, and there were streetlights on it. It was well lit. Yeah, and they don't like it. They they ain't going to like that, plus the traffic going by yeah at night you know in the back they were isolated huddled up nice and dark staying warm it's nice for their habitat they habitat. were
3: like those yellow wood beavers yeah all right <laughs> they had to they had the knocks out and we're checking it out back there but
6: you know sure. joe i've i've had more rats squirrels whatever eating warren this year than i've ever had and i've seen a seen. bunch
0: of them last year and 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 it, it it's it's a common problem it's what they make the wires out of now yeah. you know soybean oil and and all that and it just
3: it's it's food for them they just they're out taking you go how do free they lunch, know, you know how do they know they can smell it yeah. free lunch they're they're really good at smelling that mm-hmm. stuff not bad at it at all you know and 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 they're getting you know it's and it's getting
6: more and more and more expensive to fix them because like uh just like at mercedes you can't buy the plugs Mercedes don't offer you no kind of injector plugs and none of that stuff. So you basically have to buy a wiring harness about $1,600.
0: And, and the other issue about mm. being more expensive to fix is sometimes when they eat those wires, and you don't know they've done that, but they've got hots going to grounds because the insulation's missing off of them, and they're just bare copper now, and they're all intermingled and tangled up. They'll drag them and pull them up from the bottom, and they'll be touching each other. Then you'll sit down in that vehicle, and you'll turn that key on, and inadvertently— the hots go to the grounds the grounds go to the hots something burns up and generally it's a module yep and you've damaged the module not willingly or knowingly and you not only have to fix the cause which is the wiring harness you got to fix any module this bad
6: just they burn up you know and and it's it's very possible that this sprinter could have the injector driver module bad in it correct you don't know
0: do you fix the harness
6: you got you know you got to start here and then end up over here you know and, and you know that's like cutting these these exhausts off of these trucks i've got three in uh since last wednesday mm-hmm. and one of them is going to be twenty four thousand dollars to fix it
3: mm-hmm. whoa
0: you know and, and you have to remember the rodent damage and even cutting the exhaust off these trucks if you have full coverage under that it falls under the comprehensive yes so you have insurance coverage for that whatever your deductible is is where you have to go so
3: yeah all right we're down to just a minute remaining here for this segment let me talk about bumper to bumper with you guys sure you use bumper to bumper exclusively for your parts because the parts that you'll get from bumper to bumper are the best in the line is that right
0: yes yep we like them uh they're quality parts uh (coughs) big big warehouse here in town uh distribution center they have got i don't know 13 14 million dollars worth of parts out there and i don't know how many skews they have but it's a bunch
3: yeah well the and bottom so, line is that i think the bumper to bumper is the only one that has that type of a warehouse here in little rock they used are there other ones as well yeah yeah
0: there's a couple other there's one more big one here
3: oh okay because i thought the other big one i had knew about had moved
0: yes one of one of the one of the parts uh places has closed that one and it's now in memphis but there is still one more distribution center here in
3: little rock now for you who are listening right now that means that getting the parts that you need to get your car fixed in a in a quick and an easy and professional manner can be complicated if they don't have the parts around
0: we can't get parts we can't fix it All right. so we got to have you the gotta parts.
6: wait till they get here that's well, correct
0: that's time
3: yeah it's like a six six ficam for a six
6: six duramax oh oh six oh seven oh eight the same one mm-hmm. there's none nowheres
0: okay kind of like lifters for a five seven dodge exactly there's no lifters they're on my national back order wow
3: Yep. they want you to buy a new car i guess
0: <laughs> well they have had so many failures right duck uh, one or two
3: <laughs> there's only one or two huh me way he do I'm looking at the way that he said that, and I can tell you the cynicism was dripping off of his lips at that time. One <laughs> or right. two million. We're gonna get a break, and then we'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with Joe of Joe's Garage, Duck of Ducks Garage, here on the Dave Ellswick Show, one oh one one FM, The Answer. All right, let's continue on now with the Dave Ellswick Show. We got uh, the Car Guys here with us today, and of course that's Joe of Joe's Garage, Duck of Ducks, Duck's Garage, Joe. Is over in North Little Rock uh, off of Crystal Hills Road. Uh, Duck is down in uh, uh, Bryant, or, pardon me, Benton, and uh, he's off of uh, Airline. Air Lane. I always want to say Fair Lane. That's Close understandable. Near. All right. And he's, he's down by the new Boys and Girls Club. Easy way to find him. If you see the Boys and Girls Club on your right, you look straight ahead, you'll see yep. his... Uh, well maybe not I about mean, a, a quarter mile no, so you many, can see it oh you can see you got the cars cleared out in the front oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> nah. you've been busy 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 they took in like 13 yesterday oh my gosh everybody's having problems is what you're saying there diesel pickups are falling out of the sky mm-hmm. okay just so everybody knows be aware of that
0: well i think the car manufacturers helped our business a little bit dave because if you go price a new truck it's fifty, seventy thousand 70 thousand dollars <laughs>
3: yeah and, and sometimes uh, higher i know and another
6: thing too joe so, there ain't a lot to pick from that's
0: exactly right and and so also the uh the fact that nobody's flying folks are fixing their cars and they're driving
3: okay well yep. i'm flying next week yeah i'm gonna I'm, i refuse to drive to florida i don't want to use up any more time i got a few extra days that i yeah. have left on my vacation mm-hmm. and i'll combine those with days off for holidays and take a week and a half off a, just so you're aware heidi's that's coming <laughs> <laughs> but the
0: mo- the majority of folks like uh, you're going to take a vacation or something or travel during the holidays instead of loading a family up on a plane and taking off yeah they're fixing their car and driving
3: aren't they're they, loading they? it in the car
6: <laughs> more <laughs> and more yep i mean i'm getting more and more people you know hey i'm going on vacation for christmas i'm going you know they're going somewhere because they haven't been in the house all summer long and yeah, uh-huh.
3: been trapped.
6: You know, and so I'm getting more and more. Hey, can you get my car ready to go? We're going to go on on a two thousand mile trip or something other.
3: Well, I'm flying. My wife says, "You think?" We're, as everybody knows, my brother died yeah. Monday. All right, six. He was 82 years old. He had health problems. He got COVID nineteen and it killed him. All right but i don't know if that was the main reason i think that overloaded his system and it, it ended up costing him his life uh but my uh, my wife when i started talking to her about this trip she goes well do we need like uh different masks or something on the plane and i go no if it's two layers you know john hopkins say you're safe you know yeah well last night after 50 minutes of of <laughs> searching on uh amazon uh, three layers and two carbon filters
4: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> that's what we'll be wearing while we're on the plane
0: well, you might as well get a big gas mask day
3: what i need is just to get a hazmat there right. you go <laughs> just walk in and get the one that's got the air that you strap one on your the back. backpack that's it walk in and, and like that i'm ready to go <laughs> yeah sound like darth vader <gasps>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway close enough government work. Uh, no i'm i'm going to universal studios i'm i've been waiting for this since july when i found out about it i mm-hmm. bought the the tickets it was uh, for both of us it was a little over 600 bucks plus the airfare to get there and get back mm-hmm. and uh, you go to universal studios on friday and saturday night it's uh, they they keep it down to only 400 people in the park mm-hmm. now that is a con- that's not very many people no Right. There shouldn't be any
0: lines. To that's do exactly
3: right, and you get to ride all the rides free, and you can eat all the food free. Cool. So I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'll be doing for those two days. That that's going to be a real stress reliever, as far as I'm concerned. We're here, Dave, hollering all the way up here, Joe. Yeah. If I ride the Hulk, you'll hear me hollering, because mm-hmm. the Hulk is a heck of a uh, of a roller coaster. Yep. It's got about three or four inverse. You know, up at Branson,
6: they got the Turns. the deal. They pull you back across the river and turn you loose, and you come flying across. Yeah.
3: Yeah, me and Teresa Rowe did the other day when we was up there. Did you Did you yell? She did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what happens. That's what happens. All right, let me remind you that uh, if you want to hear – we're going to get into questions. People sit in. Uh, if you want to hear your question asked here during the 7 o'clock uh, – on a Wednesday, you send your question to me at Dave at Salem L R. Dave at Salem s a l e m l r dot and uh, I'll get the question and I'll ask them on on the air, and they'll give you the answer. May not be the one you want to hear, but they'll give you a straight up answer about you know what uh, you're looking at. And sometimes you'll smile because it's nothing. Other times, turn that smile upside down because it may not be good news. But we hope that we can take your frown and turn it upside down. Yep, that's what we'll shoot for. We'll try for our best, Dave. Yeah, we'll try to help everybody out on that. All right, we got news coming up. Let's get to that. Uh, we'll do the news and then we'll come back and we'll have more of the. The, the car and truck guys here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Well, hope you found out something there in the news that you, you can carry with you today. I wanted to talk about cars, and I got Joe and Duck here. I got two of the best uh, owners of shops here in the area. They're bumper-to-bumper certified service centers, one in North Little Rock, Joe's Garage, one down in Benton, Duck's Garage. And let's talk about a 2003 Ford Explorer Sport Track XLT. This is a six-cylinder with a four-liter engine in it. Uh, using a multimeter, I am reading 14.1 volt at the battery, 13.9 volt in the cab through a ODB, is that II, I guess? Reader. Two-connector. Two-connector. Two yeah. And a cigarette lighter reader. After 30 minutes, I dropped to 13.9. Eight volts at the battery 13.5 volts in the cab i'm reading 13.9 volts at the fuse to the two devices in the cab is this normal what should my voltage be running at a warm idle after i let the truck cool off i'm back to reading 14.1 volts at the battery what is the safe range for my voltage to be at i am rebuilding this truck and all the help you can give me is appreciated He's right in the
6: line, Joe. Sure, I mean, he's right on it. uh A good alternator from the factory he should charge somewhere around thirteen eight, thirteen nine volts. You know, he's running once he, everything gets the battery built back up. He's running thirteen eight, thirteen five. He's fine. Okay, there's nothing needs to be done to it except just drive it.
0: You know, you can't charge a, a twelve volt battery. You know, thirteen eight, fourteen two is the normal range, depending on the load yeah. on it and and if you get more than that if you start getting into the 15 volt 16 volt area you're going to have some issues with the computers and stuff because that high voltage will damage them as well yeah. so he's but, right on the mark right yeah
6: run thirteen eight, thirteen nine, 8 13 9 mm-hmm. is when the battery gets fully charged back up and it's and you
3: can't put you cannot force no more voltages into the battery like dolly parton says you can't put 60 pounds of clay in the 30 pound sack
6: that's right i
3: just want everybody and to it understand. is doing
6: everything it's doing is doing what it's supposed to do you know the best way to do that is turn all everything on turn the air conditioner on turn your heater on high turn all your lights on turn your four ways on and it and it'll probably drop down around thirteen three, thirteen four. but you're still fine you know because that tells you that it is still charging you know, so you're just fine. It'll keep the battery up without any trouble.
0: And if he would fast idle that engine while he checked it, it would probably be back up at around uh, 13, 9, 14, yeah. 1, something like that.
6: But he's fine. He'd Put a little more RPM yeah. on it. You know, just,
3: uh, John, it's fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. All right. Good job. Keep up the good work. Uh, Micah has a 2002 Subaru Impreza. Impreza? I guess it's Impreza. It's Impreza. You had it right first, time. Okay. WRX four-cylinder, two-liter motor. So he says, I got this O2. Had been hesitating on acceleration, stalling, and overheating. I replaced the fuel system, pump filter, hoses, uh, FPR, injectors, new air filter, and radiator. Air filter, downpipe, and exhaust are aftermarket overheating seems to be solved no hesitation the last 150 miles since repairs however the car starts up every time when the engine is cold when i've driven it and the engine is still warm i can't get it to start back up till the engine cools will fire up but die without any idle any idea what the problem could be
0: well yeah i think it's it's, it's a lot of it he's been working on it right Doug? <laughs> you, well, you, you know you know diy you don't know why and what they've done, so this is a really, really hard question to answer.
3: Well, he said
6: he put pump, filter, hoses. I guess that's the fuel pump regulator. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, FPR. And injectors. Yeah. A new air filter, a new radiator. So why do we have to put a radiator in it for fixing running problems?
0: Well, it's been overheating.
3: Yeah, he says it's overheating. Oh, that's right. He did say it up there. Now, he says that he's gotten that fixed evidently, Yeah, although he says he's only driven it. 150 miles that's not a whole lot
0: no it's not a whole lot and we're back to all right uh, the original problem how did it run prior to the overheating what yeah. has he done interim you know it could be an air inlet tube left loose it could be a vacuum leak somewhere it's a lot of things come into play here it could it, be it's, soaking yes yeah, exactly it's it's hard to diagnose something with this information because we need more information we need a scanner hooked up on it see what it reads when it's cold see what the fuel trims are when it warms up maybe one of the parts he bought's bad so it, it's yeah. very difficult eh?
6: could uh, have an injector leaking down yep and what it's doing is flooding the engine out let yeah, it set and get cooled when gas drives up in it it'll start back up and go again
3: so the bottom line he needs to come by a bumper to bumper certified service center and let you guys yes. look at it closely he needs to come see one of us so we can put it on a machine
6: when it's cold, he's going to have to bring it and drop it off, Dave, and let us check it code and then we'll check it hot, go drive it and check it hot, and then figure out what's going on with it.
3: All right. We're moving right through these guys. It's pretty easy thus far. MJ says he's got a 99 Lexus GS400, eight-cylinder, four-liter. How, how do I diagnose the starting problem is the subject line. I have a 99 Lexus. Uh, GS four hundred. I used it to jump start another vehicle. Okay, let let's stop right there. And <laughs> what have we said on this show hundreds of times? Yeah. Do not. You don't know how. Don't do it. Yeah. Do not jump start another automobile. Buy yourself one of those little jump boxes. jumper boxes mm-hmm. and keep it in your car.
0: Sure. But don't use your car. You can go to any bumper to bumper store and buy one. They're about 40 bucks.
6: Yeah, I spent 40 to $60. You can get one, a good one. And, Dave,
0: you can charge it one time, and it'll stay charged for six months.
6: And, Dave, yeah. another thing you can do,
3: you can charge your cell phone with it.
0: That's right. And you can plug it in the car while you're driving, and it'll charge
3: it. That could come in handy if Absolutely. your car breaks down. Yeah. You know, charge up. There's not never fails that your car breaks down, you got 10%. Yeah on
6: your and
0: phone <laughs> plug your charge thing in it's got a usb port on plug it in there and your
3: phone back to working there you go okay now go ahead and read the question now okay so we, we stopped because that's really important to remember yes. all right so i used it to jump start another vehicle and hooked up the battery terminals incorrectly, incorrectly. it fried my 120 amp uh, fuse which i have replaced the dials now all come back on as before this battery issue but the car ignition will not respond in any way do you have any idea what else could have happened to create the ignition not to operate could this be a module problem
0: absolutely it could be the magic smoke's missing from a lot of stuff
3: (laughs) okay
0: yeah it's uh
6: that high dollar smoke dave you know it's kind of bluish looking yeah it's all gone yeah
0: something you know it, it could be a fuse link burned up it could be some more fuses blown it, there there's there's so many things it could be uh
6: but most likely he's got the module he got the ecm on it you know and a, probably the body control module and it's
3: a lexus so it will not be cheap to replace
0: yeah and i'm com- i'm questioning this too i wonder what th- happened to the other car you know the one that they were trying to jump
6: try to
3: jump off yep. yeah yeah yeah, because if you switch the cables around, uh, you're not sending to that other car what you think you're sending.
0: That's correct.
3: Yeah, and it, it could have got both vehicles.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: <clears throat> but since the other vehicle probably wasn't starting anyway, they, Man, didn't, not got they didn't notice. Yeah, but it could
6: have got it could have got the you no know, ECM and TCM and body control modules
3: and all that. That's amazing. I mean, it's seriously, this guy that you jumped, he had his car finally towed in, and they say, all of this stuff is messed up in your car. He doesn't know it was because you crossed the wires in your car. Just saying. Yep. You know, and you just gave that person a big, big bill.
0: If you don't know how, don't do it.
3: Yes. Call, call a
0: roadside assistance folks and let them come out and they can do it properly yeah,
3: and, and they won't use another
0: vehicle they'll use a jumper box
3: yeah and let's mention this to everybody jumping your car back in 1973 <laughs> is not the same as jumping your car in 2020
0: oh it's completely different
3: i, I uh my truck
6: i don't i don't even carry jumper cables no more i don't carry mine either for them yeah. for that i got a jump box i no. got i got a bigger jump box than you know than the
3: cheaper one i think i'm going to spray mine gold <laughs> and hang them on the wall
6: yeah <laughs> you can do that so how many times you seen people members. hook them up and reach over and snap them oh yeah. yeah and i i tell them nowadays you better not let them touch because you, you let them touch you you're gonna be walking
3: yeah it's it's, it's... man i used to do that because that was so cool mm-hmm. oh yeah
6: well, mm-hmm. back in the day, Dave, you could do it, and it didn't bother nothing. Yeah, didn't but nowadays, now it will
3: screw things up.
0: Well, they, these cars have so many electronics and modules on them, and 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 everything is integrated, and a lot of that stuff is on the same power wires and ground wires. You know, for a for a for a <clears throat> automobile battery, which is a is a direct current battery, okay, which means that. The, the voltage flows out of the positive side and it returns back on the negative side mm-hmm. which means if you have a, a like a blower motor in between you got to have a power run to it but that ground's got to come back to that battery for that motor to run these modules in these cars have to operate the same way right Doug? yep same so way. when you invert that polarity you're running it backwards it's not may not hit it may hit more than one or two modules have a problem with it
3: modules don't like that
0: all grounds come back to the battery some way or what another Absolutely. somewhere as it goes yes. back
3: to it yes yeah these are basic principles that these guys are teaching you right now that if you'll follow them like having a jumper box in your car uh can save you a whole lot of problems and it's amazing what that little old box is about four inches
0: that box got a set of diodes in it and you can't hook it up backwards it will
6: not let it, it, go it through.
0: knows if the polarity is correct or wrong it will not damage the car you could hook them up backwards and it won't do nothing you can swap them over and it'll fire a car yep. right up but so it, it's fail safe
6: but the little box is about four inches wide by about six inches long and probably a an inch thick joe probably yeah and it'll start any regular automobile yeah that's cool. Now the one I got I carry my truck. It'll start at eighteen wheeler. Wow. So and it ain't but it ain't much bigger than that. It's just about five inches thick, you know.
3: So keep that in mind. You know, go to your local bumper to bumper certified sure. service center parts store and uh, pick you yourself can... one of these. Ask for for Christmas. Yeah. It's not the, it's twenty four days to Christmas. Twenty three now.
0: Yeah. You can actually buy one of those uh, roadside assistance boxes. It's got the jumper box in. It. It's got a little air compressor in it. To air your tires up with. Scott, it's got several other things yep. in it that are. That Charge are, your phone. Has a
6: triangle in it.
0: Yeah, it's got a little and you know roadside marker so you're not on the side of the road without anything. And some of, it, it's a pretty neat kit, Dave.
3: Uh, it is. Something to look at. You yeah. can find it at, uh, you know, the the old bumper bumper store. Uh, pick it up or crow Burlingame. You can find it there as as well.
6: Tell you what we'll do, Dave. We'll try to give one away next next Wednesday. Uh oh, there I get, you go. I get bumper to bumper. Get us one. and We'll try to give one away. Yeah. I, it won't be try. Oh, I know that. But
4: <laughs> you know Good if thing. I can, if
6: we can get one in our hands right at the moment, because things have been a little bit hard to get some some of this stuff. I bet we can get it arranged. Yeah, I, mean, I bought two of those truck air jacks. You slide up underneath the truck, the wheel, you know, on mm-hmm. the tires. Yeah. I, I bought them five weeks ago. Somewhere longer there. They said I may get them sometime in January. Yeah. Gosh. They're yeah. That they, far out. They even, told me sixty working days when I ordered
3: them. That's that's longer than it is to get a COVID nineteen vaccine. For close.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The 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 shipping and and I I've I've been dealing with this for the past four or five months and I know everybody else has you can order something and you say all right we're gonna order this and we'll have it in two days don't count on that no, no. count on four days or longer I promise you yeah
3: because even, not only are you buying it but who yeah, knows how many other you know. people buy it They're
6: stuck at home yeah even if you do it overnight David still may be three days before yeah, you get
0: it you may pay overnight but you you ain't gonna get it most of the time well sometimes you might depend on but what you'll keep it your from. money Oh, I promise you, you're not getting your (laughs) money back.
6: I ordered the injector from Tom's Truck Center out of California for Mitchie Bitchy Fuso. Injector was $1,000. And he said, hey, it's $65. Me overnight it to you. And Mm -hmm. and the customer said, yeah, go ahead. I I need it now. And three days later, I got it.
3: Overnight. Yeah. All right. Keep that thought in mind. We'll be back. we got to take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you. Final segment with the, uh, the Bible guys. Bible guys. Car guys. <laughs> close car enough, guys. Dave. Yeah, it's close enough. Uh, bottom line Joe is here from Joe's Garage over in North Little Rock, and Duck is here from Duck's Garage uh, down in the uh, Benton area. They're both, uh, can reach them, and you can get in line and get your car fixed. Uh, they are covered up right now, both both facilities. Joe, what's your phone number for people to call?
0: 501-753-4685.
3: Okay. And Duck?
6: 501-778-2886. Okay. I to speak to Russell or Blake.
3: They'll take care of you. Yeah. These guys are whom I consider the best, uh, you know, mechanics, for a better term now, uh, that are around. They've service technicians, Service Dave. technicians. There you go. As they wear they wear uh, really nice shirts that are pressed with yeah. logos on them and things of that nature. Kind of look like NASCAR drivers, yeah, but, but not. Yeah, <laughs> they wish they were, and we're making the money those guys make. All right, nineteen ninety four Ford E one fifty Econoline Club Wagon. This is an XLT. It's eight cylinder, five liter. Nothing from ignition, no dash lights, no sound from the stereo rapid blinking left turn signal. Recently replaced the fuel pump, fuel filter, oil and filter plugs and wires, timing chain and gears. Haven't been able to get the timings. Then more recently, all of a sudden, brand new ignition cylinder no longer works. I can jump the solenoid. To turn the motor over then i realized no dash light stereo is aftermarket what's up wire harness connector suddenly no sound and i was going through all my lights and making sure that nothing else was wrong and my left blinker comes on but it's blinking rapidly i checked all the fuses so now i can't get the timing done and to top that off i've got this weird electrical problem now any help would be appreciated. Now I read that the way it was sent to us. Yeah. You got you got to kind of
0: You know what I wish the, the way that was uh, the way this was worded, you know how I would like to have heard it worded. What? I had none of these problems
6: until <laughs> I worked on it. So I put this uh, fuel pump and Yeah and time and change
3: remember you know? what we say diy uh, diy is not do it yourself it's destroy it yourself but
0: you, you have an issue here duck that's really really simple why yeah. did he do all this to it was it running before or was it not
3: exactly
6: i don't know who knows and he can't he didn't tell us and no. no he didn't but but you replaced the fuel pump the fuel filter the oil, oil filter plugs wires why did we put timing chains in it? I have no idea.
3: That's a good question. Uh,
6: you know, why do you put time chains in it? It's a big job. Because,
0: and, because most vehicles, if they're running, nobody parks them and starts working on them. No. Doing no. all this. So it had a no. problem before yeah. that, and now it's got probably got
6: one that's worse. And you probably want to know what's really wrong with it, Joe? The reason it probably started all this, because he said nothing would come out of the ignition, no dash lights, nothing? At the positive battery cable where they crimped it on, on that particular year four model, it lost connection. It got the green monster growing in it. So Good what change. you're
3: telling me, this could be nothing more than cleaning the terminal. No, you got to replace the gotta in. Okay, it. Okay, you got to replace it. You got
6: to cut it off and solder a new one on it. But they had a, they had a mini problem with them. You would pull up, cut it off, and it never start again.
0: Well, you know, you, you you take everything he said and and the way he's got it worded is just backwards. Yes, like, it should have been worded like this. I started working on my van because it was doing this
6: yeah it was causing and i've done all
0: this and it hasn't helped and now i have worse problems than i had before mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to backtrack that yes and and, and it's like a it's like a it's like a, a jigsaw puzzle
6: well he starts off nothing from the ignition no dash lights no sound from a stereo rapid blinking so that tells you it's, it's low voltage or yeah. you got a bub out one of the two but yeah. Yeah. the no ignition no dash lights 99 of them was a positive battery cable where they crammed them on
0: you know and he says that uh he has a weird electrical problem now yeah so he didn't have it before but he also says he put in a uh new ignition switch yes you know i, I don't know where to start on this <laughs> <laughs> i got some ideas my yeah. duck you know just, just a few simple questions yeah our job's easy if if a customer will call us and say all right, I give you, for instance, car towed in off the side of the freeway. And the customer's complaint is it just quit running. Okay. We get the car there. We check it, and the starter's burned up. First call I make to the customer is, all right, your starter's bad. Tell me really what happened to the car. Yes, The starter didn't go out on the side of the freeway. You were driving. Well, it, it the oil light came on, and I pulled over. And I tried to crank it and it was cranking slow and I just kept on and on and on and then it just quit cranking. Well that burnt the starter up trying to crank it.
3: Okay, so that's not that's a secondary problem that was started by
6: Causing the first effect. problem.
0: Cause and effect. And you got the same thing going on here. Yes. What what was his original cause? All this stuff are the effects of him working on it. Yeah. I, I I don't really know how to tell and him. And he probably than, could
6: have took it somewhere. Yeah. And for one hundred and fifty dollars it could have been repaired. Or at least diagnosed for him where he
0: could have went home and said, well, I think I can do that myself. And then it'd be towed back in again because it couldn't, and then we can fix it for him, you know. Yeah.
6: And but that particular in uh, 93, 94, 95, 96, and 97,
3: they had a lot of problem with the battery cables. Oh, sure. You
0: know how we know? We see it all the time, you know.
3: All right, guys, we're out of time. Thanks, Dave. Got to wait till next week to do this again. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you, Dave. All right, Duck and Joe, remember uh, we gave you the phone numbers so you can reach them. They're on the Internet, Duck's Garage or uh, Joe's Garage. Joe is in North Little Rock, Duck is in Benton. Thanks for being with us tomorrow. Got a great show. We'll start off with J.R. Davis and with uh, uh, Seth uh, is going to be on. Don't forget Eric Coleman coming up at 8 o'clock tomorrow, 8 o'clock, 6 o'clock tomorrow evening here on the Dave Ellswick Show.